Hello and welcome to Beyond the 52, the podcast ministry of North Cincinnati Community Church. My name is Eric, and you find yourself in another ministry partner conversation. And this particular ministry partner conversation is in collaboration with our Faith Promise Pledge Month, which here at North Cincy Church is basically a month devoted to missions, where we hear from different missionaries that we support about life and ministry, and as well as promote a ministry of our church of missional generosity, where we as a church take pledges during the whole month of February that then turn into funds received and then distributed to over uh, some of over our or some of our over 30 different ministry partners. And one of those ministry partners is John File of MTW in Tokyo. So, John, welcome to Beyond the 52. Eric, it is great to be with you today. Yeah, it's great to have you. So, John, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and also what your connection is to North Cincy Church. Sure. Uh, so, real quick, we are missionaries with Mission to the World. That's the mission sending agency of our denomination, the PCA. We serve with a church planting team in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we have been connected uh, to Japan since 2006 uh, as a family. Uh, but as far as personal connection, so uh, I'm really thankful to North Cincinnati, not only as a sending church for us, but also God um, frustrated it that I met my wife and married my wife, Sarah, at North Cincinnati way back in 2002. Awesome. Yeah, sure. So since how many kids do you have? We have five kids from our youngest is seven and our oldest is 17. Yeah, yeah. So big, a big and full family. Yeah, we, uh, we love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, it's, it's fun that there's, there's, you know, John, you're one of a handful of, of people, you know, there's a, a variety of ways that we as a church find ministry partners and missionaries. Some come to us through networks of uh, you know, congregants and, and, and other ministries like, Hey, you should check out this guy or this gal. Uh, some show up at our doorstep and like, Hey, I'd love to share with you about something that I feel God's called me to. And others come from within and you're one of those special ones that come from within. So you've got a special place in our hearts and it's been great to be able to, yeah, I've, I've been in this role now for five years, but I've known you now for, for I think since I showed up back in 2000, oh, wow, was yeah. that, 2006, we used to, as a missionary myself, I used to, yes. I used to hang out at some of these old missions conferences. So <laughs> yes. it's been fun to, yeah. yeah, just to get to know you over the years. Um, hey, real quick, I love to hear, and this is kind of off script. So this is kind of a surprise question. So uh, it's okay if you uh, stumble over it, but I'm sure you won't. But, but how did Japan come to be? Like, I've never really asked you, but how did, how did you even get exposed to MTW Japan? How did you end up there? Yeah, well, it's a it's a great story, uh, and it's a story of sort of a step by step process. Um, it goes back to my parents. Uh, my dad worked for Procter and Gamble. Uh, one of the reasons why I grew up in Cincinnati, and uh, later in his career, he got transferred overseas to Japan. And as a college student, I was able to visit them a couple times. And that just put Japan on my radar. I don't know that I had any particular love or affinity for Japan, but I had been there. Then uh, as a college student at Purdue University, I was involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And okay. one of the things that uh, we would do every three years was go to this 
a large student mission conference called Urbana. And oh yeah, uh, I went to Urbana in '93, but I went to, to Urbana again in '96, and it was in '96 when I really uh, it got kind of connected the dots and seeing that God's call to the nations uh, was not just a call for a particular people that like to travel and eat new foods. Um, but it was a call to the church that we are all a mm. part of that call. Of course, there are different roles we can play. Uh, you can pray, you can give, you can go. That's kind of a classic, simple way to describe it. I didn't know what my part was, but it was at that missions conference when I committed uh, to take a step forward, which was to do a short-term mission trip. And after consulting with uh, MTW um, and just asking questions providentially, uh, two great opportunities for summer interns. One of them was in Ukraine and one of them was in Chiba, Japan. And I thought, okay, well, I've been to Japan. <laughs> and that sort of opened the door of me going to, to Japan for a summer right after I graduated from college. Um, and so adding to an understanding of the scriptural call, God's call to the nations, I began to understand the statistical need, less than 1% Christians, in Japan. But then that third piece of my personal experience of being present, of seeing my personality, my uh, life experiences, my, my uh, passion and interest, all kind of converge in a way I never expected. And God opened up my heart with a love for Japan and a clear sense of how I could serve and be a part of uh, building his kingdom in Japan. Wow, you know, you, you know, John, you remind me of, uh, you know, God has a sense of humor. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, could you imagine? Yeah, I'm going to Japan. He, he's just watching you. Yeah, I'm going to Japan for a short term mission trip, and then all of a sudden, all these years later, now that that you're you're not there for a short term, you're a long term. Well, exactly. So, I was uh, I studied chemical engineering. I was sort of on this path to uh, following my dad's footsteps, even my brother, who sort of did the engineering uh, path and follow the uh, American dream as far as I knew it. And yeah, I went to Japan thinking it would be a good experience, check off a box. And it turns out that uh, it was a, it was a paradigm shift. God just opened up a new pathway. Of course, I'm uh, very pro uh, business slash being present in the world, uh, serving where God has put you. In my, in my particular story, God opened up a different path than what I expected, and it was, uh, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> so let's talk about that. What, yeah, tell me about, tell us about, tell our listeners, yeah, what is God doing through MTW Tokyo? Yeah, so uh, just as a little bit of context, uh, so Sarah and I, and at at first, just two little kids uh, moved to Japan in 2006. We did language school for two years. Then we served in a college ministry role. Then uh, we were back on home assignment. Then it was when we returned to Japan in 2011 that it was kind of our full-on longer-term role. And we were invited by Japanese pastor Seima Aoyagi, also a Covenant Seminary uh, alumni, as yourself. Um, yeah. And he, he was part of a new movement of planting city center churches in partnership with mission to the world the japan presbyterian church we call it the pcj um and uh redeemer city to city uh, church planning network which you certainly know 
about through Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came to work with the, initially with the church called Grace City Church. Uh, and soon after that, our pastor, Sema, uh, led a new church plant called Grace Harbor Church. So Sema and uh, our family, we were the first two families in that area. That was back in 2011. Uh, an area at the time when we moved there of 126,000 people, and there was no Christian church of any kind wow. there. Um, we, we were there for three years, just living, building relationships, doing lots of dinner parties and playing at the park and all kinds of things, building relationships uh, before we started doing um, anything under the name Grace Harbor. It wasn't until 2015 when we started weekly worship. And uh, just this past Easter then was our uh, fifth year anniversary for Grace Harbor Church. Um, Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit? So what is your role within that? What do you do within Grace Harbor Church? What's a, yeah. Yeah. What's a regular week look like for you? Yeah. Um, So again, a little connection back to North Cincinnati, but I was first ordained as a ruling elder in the PCA at North Cincinnati. Well, I'm, able to certainly continue that role. I I serve as an elder with our church, um, serve in a variety of ways on the staff as well with uh, helping lead worship. Uh, And now that's thankfully become a rotation of worship leaders, Uh, was also the, our initial interpreter. We do a bilingual worship service as part of our strategy for engaging lost Japanese. Uh, The reason being um, there are so many obstacles to faith to the gospel in japan what is something that is intriguing and attractive to japanese Uh, english is one of those things and so even though we have a japanese pastor uh typically you you think of a bilingual service as having maybe a a foreign english-speaking pastor and they translate into japanese we actually have a japanese pastor preaches in japanese but then myself and a few others will translate into native english as an appeal and a connection point uh, to people in our community that are interested in English, interested in sort of a global view. But um, um, I just lost my way there. What was the original question? No, yeah, just, no, lose your way. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, it's just, uh, what I started do you do? Explain, yeah, oh, yeah, I started week, explaining. What's a normal week, week look like? So you're translating. Yes, I would. Yeah, I, I, we, we, I go to, um, I go with a ministry called Back to Back uh, to Monterey, Mexico, and yeah, there's a church service. We go to church on Sunday, and it's obviously in, in, in not in English, but they have a translator who translates it to English. And it's just, it's yeah, it's really, it's really, it's a really interesting experience as an English speaker. So yes, okay, what anyway. I do back, yeah, I got caught up in the details of translation work. Anyway, uh, so those are some staff roles as well as um, engaging in certainly engaging in the community in. Uh, discipleship groups, we call them GPS groups uh, of like three, four people. Um, GPS comes from uh, an old term from Jack Miller, standing for gospel pace setter, Uh, walking together, kind of helping each other set that pace uh, for the gospel. But Mm -hmm. also certainly there's that more technical sense of GPS of where are we located? <laughs> Where are we in our life? And what's the path that God is leading us on? So anyway, we have these GPS groups. So helping uh, be a part of different groups, uh, engaging with people in the, in the church. And then 
there's just always a million things to do <laughs> a little bit of everything sure uh emails all kinds yeah, of things. Like phone calls connecting uh and you know co oh well certainly one part is and it's a little bit seasonal which is engaging with short-term mission teams uh, we one of the ways that we seek to uh, engage our community uh is by, by having a a consistent local presence and so our church is called grace harbor church but we also have an organization that we call grace harbor project uh, where we will do um, it, it's clear that we're associated with the church but it's nice having a name that isn't explicitly church and so we can do things like kids english programs in the community center we can do okay. concerts we can do um various kind of community building activities often related with food. We'll do like barbecues or picnics or things like that. So anyway, I would be involved with a okay. lot of that as well. Cool. Well, let's switch gears. I'd love to ask you, so our theme of uh, Faith Promise Pledge Month or Missions Month is God's certain mission in uncertain times. So my question to you is, John, how have you experienced the uncertainty of our times and how have you experienced God's certain mission in it? Yes, uh, our actually our story, our family story of uncertainty began even before COVID. We came back uh, to the States on kind of an extended um, role with Mission to the World because um, my wife, Sarah, has been dealing with a lot of physical pain, some, a lot of, a lot of uh, some debilitating pain. It's been challenging. Our last year in Japan was just really hard as a family. Certainly God used us in our weakness, um, certainly humbled by the opportunities we had uh, and Sarah's testimony of uh, God's grace in the midst of, of difficulty. But it just became clear that we needed um, to be stateside for a season. And so uh, there were certainly... <laughs> uncertainty there uh and we were only in the states for i mean not that long <laughs> before COVID hit and that added a whole nother certainly dynamic of uncertainty um one thing actually what probably 99.9 percent .9 of the people in the world were thrown and frustrated by COVID and needing to go on zoom and everything i was maybe the one guy that was actually thankful because once our church in Tokyo went 100% Zoom, I was able, <laughs> I was able to be a part of that. I'm, I, I'm still yeah. on our weekly or monthly rotation for interpreting for services. I just do it over Zoom. Uh, still a part of our session meetings. Still a part of uh, various points of interpersonal contact. So certainly, um, it's been a crazy difficult year. Our church has, has faced a lot of uncertainty because. They have not met in person since March 8th of last year. Um, our, our venue, we meet in a um, lounge of a movie theater in a shopping mall in Tokyo. Wow. And we had been pretty much at max capacity for the last couple of years. And we've been wrestling with, do we have the critical mass and the resources to start another service? And um, anyway, when COVID hit, uh, we we knew that, uh, or when things started to settle down and some churches and organizations were starting to gather again, Grace Harbor Church was not able to because we were so tight in our space. 
so they have just stayed committed to Zoom the whole time. Um, but what, one of the uh, blessings uh, in God's uh, providence is, again, everybody knows the difficulties with, with COVID, but we have been seeking for, for years, for several years now, to be investing more in these smaller discipleship groups. Again, we call them GPS groups. And we had, you know, maybe a third of the, of the church community was involved. But, but over the course of this year, through COVID and being on Zoom and people feeling isolated and needing community and context, we have seen a huge increase um, to over 80% uh, of people have, are now linked in with a, a GPS group. So I think that's, an that's a testimony of God working, maybe breaking down barriers that for various reasons were sure. difficult. And yet... Uh, this is we see it as a as a huge blessing. Certainly, outreach and connecting with the community has been a lot more difficult this past year. But seeing uh, a great number of people in the church being in consistent community uh, discipleship communities has been a huge blessing. Sure, sure. And this is a great pathway to transition to now. In light of all this, just how can we as a church? be praying for you, whether that's uh, you find yourself as a listener, um, a member of North Cincy Church and and John and, and Sarah, one of our partners, or even just listeners uh, who, who know you and are listening to this. How can we be continuing to partner with you through the ministry of prayer? Yes. Um, well, let me start broad and maybe funnel in. Uh, please do be praying for... Um, for Japan, for Japan as a country, a country uh, that's uh, blessed in so many ways, and yet uh, so few that that know their Creator, their Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, be praying for Japan. There's an interesting season, certainly with COVID, but even with the Olympics. I'm sure you may be familiar or seen articles in the news that uh, Tokyo was slated for the 2020 Olympics. Actually, uh, a handful of venues are really close to where our Grace Harbor Church uh, worship space is located. The Olympic Athletes Village is a walking, a long walk, but walking distance from where we gather to worship. And we, we have oh, been wow. excited about opportunities for the Olympics. Certainly everything is crazy and up in the air, but pray for this next season. It's definitely not going to look like the way everybody thought the Olympics would look. Um, but there's an opportunity here and we trust and pray that whether the Olympics are held or not, uh, whether Japan comes out shining uh, with, with a hugely successful Olympics or whether perhaps it's really difficult, awkward and frustrating that through that, that God would open doors for relationships for people to perhaps question uh, what's important um, and mm. that that uh, perhaps the disillusionment of a year of COVID and of, of a busted Olympics would be a doorway for many to reconsider uh, their foundation, their foundation for life. Um, so be praying for that in the big sense, be praying for Grace Harbor Church in specific. Yeah. Uh, certainly as this upcoming year, there's lots of questions, be praying for um, not only growth and maturity and development of, of members of the church, but we really do 
uh, long for more community connection. It is just a diff difficult, awkward season to to reach out and to meet new people. Uh, just pray for clarity, wisdom, open doors. And then on the the personal front, uh, just our family, the file family, please do be praying for my wife, Sarah. Um, her pain from fibromyalgia, uh, in, in some ways we've been able to find some um, you know, approaches and uh, just a combination of lots of different factors to help her manage that better. Although literally just last week, um, finally got the uh, insurance approval for an MRI because she'd been having a lot of back pain and discovered that there's some some stuff that we're gonna have to work on there, kind of a, a new hill mm. to climb as far as her her health. Mm. Um, you know, we just, we wanna trust God in his path for us. We want uh, wisdom on how to take care of her well, but also uh, wisdom and clarity on our timeline and path forward. Um, and maybe one last thing, we are heading into a new season of life. We have a graduating high school senior looking at college. Uh, you could pray for my wife and I as we <laughs> head into this new uh, season mm -hmm. of life, uh, trusting God with that as well. Okay. Well, so be it. We will be praying for you and for these things that you mentioned for Tokyo, for Sarah, for your family, for your daughter as she transitions to college years. And John, I really appreciate you being with us on Beyond the 52 and answering some of these questions and inviting us into life in ministry with MTW in Tokyo. Yeah, it's been great to be with you. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's great. Great to have you. And listener, thank you for joining us on Beyond the 52, the podcast ministry of North Cincinnati Community Church for another ministry partner conversation as mentioned in collaboration with faith promise pledge month as a reminder if you would like to to pledge and give to faith promise uh please bring your pledge card with you to church drop it in the pledge card box if this is your if you're coming to join us in worship if you're not joining us in worship you can still email a pledge to info info at northcincy.org and we will uh and you can figure out how to distribute those funds and we will distribute those to people like John and others who have needs and projects as time goes on. So uh, thank you for joining us and be sure to tune back in. We'll have more of these uh, throughout the month of February and also tune in to North Cincy Church on uh, February 21st as first as John will be preaching as part of our mission series. So uh, we'll, we'll be hearing from you then. So, okay, well, this is Eric signing out. Thanks for being with us.